Welcome to the Pergill Pod. I'm Jessica, and that's Hunter. I'll be your captain on this whale watching expedition. <laughs> and we are searching the galaxy for those elusive space whales, the Pergills, and we will stop at nothing to find them and all the interesting things in the galaxy and bring them to you here in the Pergill Pod. And away we go. Katie, don't worry. We'll be right there. We. Today we're going to talk about a Jedi's return, which is the Return the, of the Jedi. No, the, Jedi's no, return. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a Jedi's return, which is Oh, I see what they did there. You yeah. see? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, just enough to confuse you. Yeah. Um the making of the Kenobi series. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And what I really loved about the special is in past, like when they've done the gallery on the Mandalorian or whatever, it was all very technical, technical, like very tactical. This is how they put it all into place. And this special for me was much more emotionally driven like much more about the the people people. that the people that played the roles and their part and all of it so it was completely not what i was expecting but i absolutely loved it yeah it how much how seriously they took the the responsibility of coming up with the story and revisiting it and you and knowing it had been what almost 20 years 20 years yeah yeah but he took it very seriously and and deborah chow knowing that she gets she's crafting this this story i mean it was very personal for him that came through it definitely did it wasn't it didn't feel um you know scripted or guided in any way it just felt really genuine i guess that's the word i'm searching for but i I absolutely loved it i probably watched it i don't know at least seven times (laughs) okay the 4 30 in the morning <laughs> viewing plus you know six more times plus after that well you know the rest of the family has to see it and then you're sitting there like what more do i want to watch and oh i guess i'll watch the the uh kenobi making of again because i just really liked it so much it just touched me so i have watched the kenobi uh, vader fight scene with the the rocks because 15 times because that's just, just what that touches scene. you yeah yeah, yeah. It's you're into the violence and i'm into the violence it's the, yeah. you know it's that oh, that rematch but it's yeah. spectacular <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i it was as i was watching it i think the i do love deborah chow um but every seer every scene she was in she was wearing head to toe black it and it it jarred me out of it for a little bit, but all of a sudden she changed into a gray shirt. I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) Deborah, you're out of your comfort zone now. Different mood, you know. She's um, very serious. And I I don't know, I I think that plays in, for me anyway, that kind of plays into that whole art thing. Like I'm making a statement, I'm dressing all in black and I'm making them being, taking this very seriously and Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing. Either that or she's just... She's very, solemn. very um, lazy in her closet, just full of black <laughs> and it just all matches. I don't know, but I took it easy. as yeah. to be like, you know, that the, you always say like the best artists are whatever troubled inside or whatever. Like they, they just have so much inside of them that has to come out through their art 
that I wondered if if that was part of it for her. You're saying she's troubled, huh? I, she I um, she spoke about how her father was a director before, and yeah. that she, she had done action series is what she had, had done, and this mm-hmm. this was her a foray into science fiction that she didn't see coming, and then um, maybe it was that transition for her why she was maybe she just always dresses in she's black too. We don't know what she looks character. like. Either she the rest a, of the time. She was um a Darth Vader sympathizer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like just trying to be him, have him be comfortable. Sith director. Sith director statement. Yeah. Anyway. It, she even took it when, very seriously. Even in like the premiere, she's dressed head to toe in black. Anyway, I just I didn't notice that. that. I'm gonna look now. From now I on know. I'm gonna look. Well, I might be blind when it comes to ships, but I get I get color and clothes. Yeah. So we're good on that. Yeah. Okay. Um okay. and I I also know that I mean, I think this has been in talks for a very long time and it just hasn't it. If you remember when the series came out, when it got to the credits, like the writing credits were always really strange. Like sometimes it was like somebody and somebody and somebody and somebody like they, I think they had scripted this thing with multiple people. And so they took pieces from, a lot of different places to pull the mm-hmm. script together. Yeah. And I, during that transition, somehow Ewan also went from um, playing Obi-Wan Kenobi to he's an executive producer. Yeah. On the show. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. He had a glow up. He had a glow up, a glow up. That's, you know, like you, as you grow up, but you get better and more successful and more attractive. Also he had a glow up. You got <laughs> you, you got to Google that one. I guess Ask I your do. son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got better looking. I mean, those some of those uh you know, videos of when he first got the kid, he was like the skinny little scrawny kid. Just know? like he was out skateboarding or yeah. something. Talking, yeah, I, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now and then you see him now and he's very polished and I'm very I think, dignified. And I think money does that to you. Money does that. And just confidence. <laughs> I think age does that yeah, to you, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, but I was happy to see him. Like, I remember the moment during celebration a couple of years ago when Kathleen Kennedy was on stage and she brought Ewan out and she was like, Ewan, are you ever going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And he says, yes. And like the crowd went nuts. And I remember yeah. watching that, like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. That was a long time. That was before COVID, I believe. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's been in, in discussion for a long time. A long time. Yeah. I think the success of, of Mandalorian, too, has sort of opened the door to that. That, yeah. You know, then, and all right, this, this is going to work. Let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a proven so, genre for them. Yeah. So you watched it and you told me you cried every time Hayden was on. Oh man, I know. Tell me about your affinity for for Hayden. So and I'm going somewhere with this, but tell, yeah, tell me sure about you your are. affinity. Yeah. Um I do love Hayden and I'm not really sure why but there's this emotional connection like he during the prequels, right? You know, he acted and portrayed Anakin to the direction of George Lucas and uh, he got a lot of flack for that. And there were a lot of people who chastised or criticized his acting and how he portrayed the character and stuff like that. 
But I always saw the movies as this young kid who is very conflicted and somewhat unsure of how to process these emotions and that's the acting and that's who he portrayed i mean if you think about anakin as a little kid ripped out of his mother's house you know whisked away on a ship and he lives in this jedi Jedi which isn't a lovely yeah no it's not loving and nurturing right so i think that's very confusing as a kid growing up like you don't really understand and then you meet this woman who's Oh my God, you're head over heels in love with her, but you don't know how to process these emotions. So the I the older think princess, yeah. The older princess. Yeah. The, the older, older woman. Ooh. The older woman. Did I make her a cougar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've just called Padme a cougar. Yes. Padme a cougar. Um <laughs> no, I think that, you know, so he got a lot of a lot of flack. And he kind of withdrew from the community you know the larger star wars community and he addresses that in this special you know like it uh you know i didn't i kind of took a step back and it affected me personally and professionally and things like that and it seems like over the last few years there's been an opportunity for him to come back and he's wanted to come back and he's been embraced so fully that i could just see on his face like And there were a couple of times where I thought he's going to yeah, tear up. I could you know? see it too. And yeah. the connection just with him and Ewan and that little scene where, you know, he's like, it was my first day on set and, uh, you know, and Ewan stuck around for that. So, yeah. and, and then to have him be on stage and have the crowd go crazy for him, just like they went crazy for you. I mean, I just think about how, how well, touching that would be. I know he's Darth Vader. Yeah. He's like this yeah. beloved character. And if that was me personally, I, mean, I think about him and I think about Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, right? Yeah. And yeah. Ahmed has been one. welcomed back as well. And so in a way, I'm really glad that these actors have given the fandom a second chance to come back and actually be welcomed into this community. But yeah, Hayden... When he's standing there and he's watching this, you know, the the movie on screen with Ewan and and I'm just seeing them stand there side by side as friends watching the movie that they made 20 years ago. I'm just really happy for that moment. I'm really happy for Hayden that he was able to come full circle and now yeah. back in the world and everybody seems really happy that he's here and I just think about how that would affect him personally. And yeah, I cried. I cried several times because of it, you know, and uh, it's yeah. just touching. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. Not I'm probably you. guilty of that myself yeah. from, from oh, the prequels are? that, that um, I thought he was a brat, but the character, I, yeah. I never, I wasn't saying, you know, that I know understood this as an actor, right. Um, re-looking at it. Like, I mean, I, I think I, you know where he's headed the whole time, right? But to to see the the conflict and, and look at it again, like you can you can, as you say, they did build the story up. He's torn from his mother. He can't protect Padme. He you know he has a brother and Obi Wan, but there's a limit to it because of the Jedi and all that. It was it was very troubling. And I think you said before too, he's never really learned how to deal with, no. with these emotions. He's never been taught, or he's never had a chance to learn them. He's never seen anybody 
you know, you say kids when they're growing up or whatever, they look to their parents and to the, the people around them about how you interpret things and how you process emotions, how you express emotions and things like that. And he never had any of those role models, yeah. you know, and yet he still had all these feelings, but he just didn't know how to express them. I mean, think about like a toddler when you're like, use your words, like for a toddler, but yeah. they don't often don't have those words. And so he was just never given that vocabulary and yeah. he just got expressed into anger and hate and dark side and control. Yeah. He needed a mom. A mom. <laughs> we all need a mom. Yeah. We all need a mom. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it back to the series and how about yeah. the Grand Inquisitor? Because this is another actor that I know may be taking some flack based on how the character is portrayed. Right. So you know, this was this is just crazy for me. Like when the when the film first or when the show first came out, everybody was like, he doesn't look like his animated character. And they were putting him side by side. Yeah. And and I was are you kidding me? Like did the same thing with Ahsoka. Well, her montrails aren't exactly as long yeah. as they were in the yeah. what? Give me a break. Like, I think that that guy played that character perfectly. And you know, I thought he looked great as a Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Like, look at him. He looked yeah. fantastic. And it, his delivery so was excellent. Yeah. With Rebel, he's a little a little uh life and and rebels he's a little bit more it's a, he's he's a it's a cartoon right they can draw him real anyway. thin and tall right this the uniform didn't really match like it was a little i'm gonna say it frumpy but so what you're going from rebel if you're going from cartoons to, to live action to it's not gonna be it's not gonna nobody be said yeah. anything about it when it was cad no. bane like you can't yeah. look like cad bane in the animated thing but i have yeah. They got pretty close, but it wasn't exact. Yeah. But nobody yeah. said anything about that. And then, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I still don't understand, no. like, the whole Inquisitor thing. I got to figure that out. Maybe we'll do that in another episode. Okay. I don't understand, like, the first brother, fifth sister, third sister, whatever it is. I and think they don't go in order. No. <laughs> no. Because, like, the the fifth brother is the next in line. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the third sister. And so I don't that understand. That one, that too. The fifth brother's hat. They were they, that would have been tough to to take from cartoon to live action. Mm -hmm. I think they did a decent job with that because that could have looked dorky. <laughs> it mm -hmm. Came out came out all right. I think so. they looked really great, really yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other first impressions from the the uh, that that series? So the um, well, talking about the, the high ground, right? That that Obi-Wan, he was saying that you and he was out there and um, people would yell, I have the high ground, have the high, which is yeah. kind of funny that he's had to, to live with that for all these years, mm -hmm. right? That I have the high ground. If he only had a, what do you say, if only had a dollar for everybody that told me yeah. that or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever watch, Ewan um, did a series with um Charlie Borman, the motorcycle series, a long way around, yeah, way down yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like there's one series, there's one particular scene. I think they were in South America and they walked into like this convenience store and I don't know, <laughs> some Star Wars movie was playing on just like the random television in the convenience yeah. store. And they were like, wait, wait, you're Obi-Wan. Wait, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> so like he can't get away from it. He gets recognized wherever he is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, people will always say those lines to him. I think. Yeah. Hello there. Like everybody. <laughs> Hello there. The last thing I would say about the series when it starts out. So I, I was watching on my iPad on, on a train and the the you're, the rating comes up and it said be, you're being forewarned about tobacco use on there I'm like tobacco use like what the, you know this is is this pg is this pg 13 there's tobacco use like what the what does this got to do with anything and then you get to the very end it's because ewan gets out those cigars that's and the he whole tobacco to, thing. that's right and remember he says disney isn't going to like this very much yes and because they had to put the the warning on there that you're going to see tobacco in this and, is that this true? Documentary. Like anytime there's tobacco, you have to put that I in your guess. warning for did, shows. Did you see the Grand Inquisitor smoking a cigarette anytime? <laughs> the, no, you know. I think I missed that. That I, I mean, yeah. Hayden was smoking at one point after the oh, you know, lost the high ground. Uh, <laughs> Not funny. Wow. But yeah, that's Hunter what I thought it was the dad jokes. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love but it. it was a good series it was nice to see the behind the scenes and the, the tie-in from yeah i really like the perspective i thought you know overall it was something a little different it wasn't i was not expecting that i thought it would be much more technical in nature uh, but it really had a heart which i loved yeah it's very good this is a character that has come to define my life in so many ways both professionally and personally Coming back to it after all these years was very meaningful to me. So what if we talk about our top five moments of the special? Okay. Oh, right. you've, you've moved on. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> all right, you open it. I think we should leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our top five moments from the special. Uh, I will start with number one. So we just talked about it, that I, I'm probably guilty of thinking that Hayden was a brat as a character mm. in the prequels um, that I, you know, he, he was pouty. He was sulky. Um, yeah. And he, you know, he's, I think we all blamed him for the downfall of, of, of the Republic and all that. Although you kind of rewatch it. Yoda had a hand in this, uh, you know, Obi-Wan had a hand in it. Like they all were sort of they all did duped. Yeah. But for the opportunity for me to rethink about Hayden and how it was for him then, re-watching the series, getting to re relive this stuff, watching as you said earlier, watching his reaction on stage, like I don't know if it's relief or is it love or accept it's probably relief. Like he has spent 20 years being sort of you know, getting some toxic energy pointed at him. Yeah. So for me, it was nice to, to be able to re relive that, rethink that, but my perspective on him. So, so your perspective now is what? Good? I mean, Anakin's Anakin's yeah. still sulky Anakin's and a brat and all again. that, yeah. but you know, but Hayden did a pretty good job. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to see them get to relive that too, and the like that fight scene in Obi Wan. Yeah, with the with the Padawan braid and everything. So the Padawan braid and the mullet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> thought that was like the most hysterical thing to see that happen. Um, all right, so my um, my one is 
at the very end. So I'll be very, very honest. So the first time I watched it, when it got to the end, it was at whatever I got up at six o'clock in the morning or something to watch it. So when the first credit came up, I shut it down and I didn't stay for the celebration episode, the celebration footage. Mm-hmm. My second time around, I saw it and I was like, oh, man. I have to get to celebration. This is too amazing. I can't believe I haven't been there yet. But yeah, to see all of those people, I just, I can imagine myself being there and, um, and being part of that crowd to see these, these big moments in Star Wars fandom history to see those two out on stage. I think that would be really cool. And I yeah. did see, I did see the guy in the audience dressed up like Krennic and I was like, Oh, I meant to that. bring that up. I meant to bring that up. Yes. <laughs> I saw it like, Oh, Jessica's going to, she's going to see Krennic out there. <laughs> so I saw him. I thought I could go sit next to him. That would be yeah. happy. I would do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think seeing all that celebration footage again, makes me want to go. I don't think that I can make it to London next year, but maybe the year after. Well, we'll you have you to made it to out. made it to the Halcyon this year. Who knows what what happens next year? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So the next for me would be the detail of the sets. So when it when the series starts, they're talking about that the sand whale and the uh, oh, the butcher yeah, shop yeah. that the impromptu butcher shop that's set up around it, and just all the detail they go to for for those scenes. And then you get to see it all polished up on screen, but to see it as it's being made and just seeing it real life, they really put time and effort into that it was the, awesome the, yeah. the way the whale meat gets cut and it looks oh. firm and looks good they made something that does this i mean it looked like just on regular camera it looked like whale meat getting meat. cut up yeah yeah but the detail is is really cool it was to see that that person who's inside the droid you know, yeah. that, like gonk droid you know like yeah. getting all of that that person shuffles in and yeah, yeah. that was a really cool scene it has to have good balance there. Otherwise, you just topple over. And um, it's a little top feet. heavy. A <laughs> yeah. little feet dangling. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, all right. My next one, um, we talked about this a little bit before, the tobacco warning, right? So I don't smoke cigars, but my God, if you and McGregor offered me one, I sure as heck I'm going to try. I'd be <laughs> like, yeah, you have cigars? Let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. try. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then my other thought was there's, there's no way that he has enough cigars in that little cigar box for all of those people (laughs) that he just offered cigars to. So there must be like a trunk in the back where everybody's going to try one movie magic, movie magic. Yeah. 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 I thought that was really cool. And just, I mean, that seems to me like, again, another genuine thing that Ewan would do just to kind of be goofy you know yeah he strikes me like somebody that would do something like that so i thought that that part made me laugh i did not realize that caused the tobacco warning at the front of the show (laughs) that's it you rewatch it now you're gonna see the warning i'm going to to. and it's that scene yeah (laughs) Uh well from from my next talking about celebration uh you know crowd sitting there Right, they're cheering. They're you know, critics flapping his little white cape, <laughs> and there's lightsabers waving all around in the crowd. Yeah. They know what's going to happen, right? That Ewan and and Hayden are going to walk out, and Ewan delivers. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh that must be a rush for for a crowd, you know, getting that that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to go and be part of that? Like I need I know, to yeah. go. I need to go be part of that at some point. Yeah. 
yeah i think that celebration thing the guys that were dressed up like anakin and obi-wan yeah Yeah. (laughs) with a really bad wig yeah they were were pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) that really the costume the wig needed some some work needed some help yeah but it, it was funny anyway um so yeah my next one is going to it has to be the hayden thing you know that first shot when um when hayden comes in and they see each other and they hug you know when that that first time that what is it that um that hayden is there his first look and he's like obi-wan you know and then they hug oh my god that started me off i think that's when the waterworks started yeah yeah so that was a i love seeing that moment are you talking about when they're they're yelling across the, the yeah, valley like the canyon or whatever yeah. yeah all right that was my next one too oh because well there you it, go it, it, it would be a nice brotherly moment too right that so they yeah. hadn't seen each other yet and this is the scene where obi-wan sees a vision of vader off in the distance right mm-hmm so this is them filming it and Hayden stand there all dressed up, you know, he's got his, his Sith robe on and everything. And you and stuck around, you know, and didn't come up and like, Hey, you know, what's up? And stood there by the camera, like being one being professional, but being in the right place too, because they would be looking at each other and then him yelling Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan waving across it. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I stole your thunder. Oh, no. No, it's all right. It's a good one. Definitely. It's a good one. It's yeah. a really good one. Um, so is that really your next one? Or do you have a next one? Or just well, one? I, have, I have one last one. Um, you have one last one? Well, then let me go because I have a couple more. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, so I thought it was very funny. So um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., the mm-hmm. guy who plays Roken, Roken, Ronan. Yeah, that is Ice Cube's son. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. the whole when he's there and he's like total fanboying out and he's like, my whole family would sit around and we would watch Star yeah. Wars. And I, all I can think of is like Ice Cube sitting on his couch yeah. watching Star Wars. I love and that. For some, <laughs> some reason, that just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but seeing him like freak out on set kind of how i felt like when i got onto the house and kind of freaking out yeah. that i was on a movie set um and my dad's not ice cube so uh, yeah. it it just really struck me as a very funny thing yeah so, he was starstruck by the by the scenery yeah starstruck by the scenery yeah the yeah. reality yeah. of it all and i loved yeah. his character i think we already talked about this like yeah. i'd love to see him have yeah. his own little series yeah. which would be even funnier maybe ice cube would do a cameo or something oh, there you go yeah. <laughs> yeah. well my All last right. is not a serious one but um as they're sneaking leia out of the uh fortress of solitude in the oh, ocean but, but yeah. it has a name um when they have her stuffed under the jacket i don't know if you're an austin powers fan or not but um when they the um they have mini me strapped onto him and he's hiding in a coat is just a ridiculous <laughs> movement because it's pretty obviously there and it, it it you know it looks ridiculous and then to watch it on this series to where you're getting like the behind the scenes the angle's even worse like no one saw this so not only do the stormtroopers have bad aim 
They're just not they paying attention. Can't see anything. I know. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a theory she was being let out, but still, it looked ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous, <laughs> but nobody said anything. No. Yeah. No. Mini me. That's hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, my number one thing, the thing that makes me chortle every single time that I watch this, I don't know who this woman is, but she's like, I don't know, an executive director or something like that like she was always on on set and she was always giving direction but they never said her name in the captions because i watch everything with closed captions on so i don't miss anything they never said who it was but this woman she's shouting it so it's the scene where the inquisitors have first landed and they like walk Hmm. up that center of the town and all the villagers are all around and so she's in a microphone and she's giving direction to the extras. And she says, remember everyone, this is not business as normal, right? Your heads are down. You're aware that at any moment they can turn around and snap your neck. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Carry on. Have a nice carry day. On. Yeah. yeah. That just makes me laugh every single yeah. time I hear that. And I can imagine being there like, taking the serious direction okay you could snap my neck at any time okay thank yeah. you. all yeah. right heads down <laughs> let's go yeah that was you, a funny moment you anyway. kind of triggered a, a memory for me in that that oh, when, okay. when obi-wan and, and darth vader first face each other yeah i think i think one of them says the entire set was out there and it, it seemed like there was more people than there there normally oh, were yeah yeah, yeah. i realized they're all here to see Darth Vader. Mm, of course, yeah, you would me, be, right? Like, <laughs> but well, no, these are the the people on the set, right? Like everybody's there. Darth Vader is here. We get to Darth go see Vader's Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I think he says like I had rehearsed with him, but not with his helmet on. Yeah. So when I saw him first with his helmet on, I was like, ah, yeah, absolutely terrified. And I think if that that thing was coming at you, yeah, yeah. I would run for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> It was a good series. Yeah. It was very good. I was very happy to watch it. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. Hunter, it's time for Google for the win. Google for the win. Google for the win. Our long-running segment of Google for the win. Um, but in one of our past episodes, we had this question of where Cassian was born, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I took the liberty of going to my favorite website, Wikipedia, and I looked I do it like up Wikipedia too. It's fun. <laughs> um, so Cassian also has a um. Well, I know where he was born. And I'll tell you in a second. But did you know that he had a middle name? I didn't. I didn't know he had a middle name. We have that much backstory on him. Jaron. J E R. O-N. Okay. I think that's how you say it. Jaren. Is that oh. going to be important later? This is his mother's name, maiden name, and we're going to meet it. Jaren. I or... don't know, but I don't know that they've ever identified a middle name yeah. with a character before. So okay. Okay. nothing is ever arbitrary. So did, did we just have a, a spoiler? Did we just discover something? It might have just this been is a his spoiler. mother's maiden name. No? Got it, it might, it might be. Yeah. You anyway. heard it first here on here. the Pogo Pod. <laughs> Here on the Pergill pod. Um, so Cassian is from the planet Fest. F-E-S-T, Fest. 
Fest. Okay. Have you ever heard about um, Fest as a planet? I have not. I yeah. have not. No, neither had Mid I. Mid rim, right? outer rim. Outer rim. So oh. Fest was a planet in the Fest system. Of course, it would enough. Be. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in the outer rim. Only one planet. With, yeah, covered with ice, uh, mountains, and valleys. So there you go. That was a little bit about Fest. So because I love Wikipedia so much, and because I had no idea where Fest was, I kept clicking. So walk with me along this little spiral into Wikipedia, right? <laughs> okay. So, okay. um, so I started reading more and more about Fest, and um, Fest, I guess, was a, an interesting planet during the Clone Wars. And during the Clone Wars, the Confederacy <laughs> of Independent Systems set up a research center on Fest, developing the Frick Supermetal. That's you heard me the say Frick it. P H Supermetal R I K Frick. Is this like a you know like oil and you have to frack to get your frick? You, you, <laughs> you no? have to frack okay. to get All the right. frick. I don't Sorry. know. Sorry. I I've never heard one. of frick either. Frick. So, okay. Okay. So, um, so during the Clone Wars, they developed the frick super metal. Okay. Um, but it was raided and destroyed by the Omega Squad ten months into the war. Okay. I have so many questions. I uh, okay. I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Go, go, keep going. I'll let you finish. Okay. Um, so uh, years later, the planet was ravaged by both the civil war among its inhabitants and a war against Mantuine. Mantuine? Mantuine. M-A-N-T-O-O-I-N-E. Like Tatooine, but Mantuine. I was going to say, is this next door to Tatooine? I don't know. I, okay. I don't think so, but... Okay. I guess they had a war and they didn't like the people on Mantuine. So um, the, the Festians, that's what they were called, were rebellious to the Galactic Empire and knew that it was about to attack the Mantuine, but their distrust for each other, coupled with a lack of communications, prevented them from giving warning. So ultimately, the two planets found a common cause in their conflict with the Empire and combined resistance form its forces to form the Artivist Resistance Group. I feel like you're telling me the plot of Andor. <laughs> I, I, like, is Cassian going to get in here? And we're going to talk about I, I, I have intelligence uh, on the Empire attack of Mantuine. I, I'm telling you, if they start talking about Frick, I'm going to lose it. Well, <laughs> I, I think we know from the teaser that there is, it looks like a shipyard or something. Things are being destroyed, but there is a lot of industry on there. There is the, there is the mining. Like, they have the cliffs are cut for mining and, and the trailer so i think we're going to hear about you're going to hear about your, the frick on the fest. frick yeah i think the, <laughs> the frick on fest yes i think frick is going to be important in in andor it's going to be like the coaxium of of modern it's going to be the coaxium they're going to talk all about the frick yeah so i cheated a little bit and i i know that the frick is lightsaber resistant which of course yeah. is important so Very this important. sounds this sounds a lot like Baskar. Right? Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So we at some point we have to compare the chemical differences between I, Baskar and Frick, but <laughs> you know. I think that's a serious discussion that well, has there to There should happen. be a, yes. a Wikipedia article on, on that, the, the <laughs> chemical properties of Frick or the of Frick you know, and Baskar. Yeah. Isotopes and yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. There was another little thing on, on Wikipedia that said that um, after, <laughs> after they destroyed Alderaan, there was a container of Frick that was able to stay intact. Oh, <laughs> like, how would they somebody's know out there searching the debris and bonk runs into it. Like <laughs> runs into it. What the frack was that? Oh, it was some Frick. <laughs> we ran into exactly. a case of Frick. <laughs> exactly. Turn the windshield wipers on. Uh, yeah. So it's like, like the container ships that lose a container and then somebody just bumps into it randomly yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so if Frick shows up and Fest shows up in Andor, you can find Hunter and I dead on our respective couches. Sure. Because <laughs> laughing, yeah. Well, would be hysterical. One other, you, you mentioned Clone Wars. So yeah. was Frisk, no, Frick, <laughs> where's his own planet? Crack. Fest. Fest. You mentioned Clone Wars. Do you think, I think you have to go back and watch all of Clone Wars now. And see if there's any fest references that oh, oh. you know we're, we're fighting the the rebellion here we're we're fighting on on fest you know you some know, Captain Rex says one tiny throwaway line and fest is mentioned yeah I'm you know? sure that there's somebody that's cataloged all of that and that probably happened at some point and if you if you wanted to go to Wikipedia and has all those references at the bottom, yes. you might be able to find one okay. there. Um, but there was one other thing that I found that was interesting in the Wikipedia entry uh, about Andor, uh, Cassian Andor, right? So he had all these different aliases, um, which kind of makes sense if he's, you know, this rebel spy or whatever, that it would make sense that he would mm -hmm. have these aliases that he goes by Willix, Ack, a-A-C-H, Jorath Sword, and the code name Fulcrum. Mm. So. We know Fulcrum. We know Fulcrum. So Fulcrum, if Andor played, was a Fulcrum at some point, that's kind of amazing. And that would tie Ahsoka in yeah. with this. It would also tie in Bail Organa into this yeah. somehow. Yeah. And hair, like all of this is going to come, yeah. um, hopefully, come full circle. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. So if if Cassian was at one point was Fulcrum, was okay. that that was just his what he called himself, whether or not he was actually Fulcrum or not, and like feeding the rebels information. I don't know. Seems but... like pretty pretty big coincidence. <clears throat> Again. There are no coincidences in no. Star Wars. It all no. leads back to a Pergil at some point. That's the it other. All thing leads back. For. Yeah, nice um, tie in. I like that. Yeah. yeah, all leads back to the Pergil. If they're if we find Pergils in this new show, that would be crazy. But well, Tron's coming. You never know. He's, he's coming with oh, the Pergils. We'll have to. That it's definitely going to happen and during Ahsoka, yeah. but we won't know that for another year. So we got to focus on yeah. Andor. So this okay. is ramping up to Andor, right? Because as we record this next week yeah. is when it premieres. I just realized that we're, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is exciting. I have already blocked off my calendar. <laughs> it's three episodes. Okay. It's supposed to be about two hours in length. So I will be All getting right. up. Um, no one's allowed to talk to me before eight o'clock <laughs> in the morning next Wednesday okay. because I will be a hundred percent focused on Andor. Okay. And then we'll be back 
next week to talk more about Andor. Our in-depth discussion. Our in-depth coverage live at 11. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm really excited, though. So there you go. Andor was born on Fest. Fest for the win. Fest for the win. (laughs) What do you know? We don't all have the luxury of deciding when and where we want to care about something. Suddenly the rebellion is real for you. Some of us leave it. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. So here we are at the end of episode number four. Number four. Episode four. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Not F-O-R, F-O-U-R. A New Hope. Or Uh, A New Hope. I can only do that for for yeah. You only have a few more times to be able to do that. Yeah. So this is our new hope episode number four. Yeah. Um, So I am extremely excited for what's to come with Andor and um, uh, Tales of the Jedi, and then uh, Bad Batch, and then Mandalorian, and then Ahsoka. And that's like a full year of our life yeah. coming up. So hold on, because it's going to be, a, <laughs> we're attaching ourselves to the Star Wars bullet train right now. This is and we all fun. know the Pergils are coming. The, the Pergils, Pergils have got to be part of this. And this is going to be the crescendo with, Ahsoka, yeah. with the Ahsoka series. They got to be there. They have got to be there, Hunter. They have to, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's going to be searching Pergils and they're going to trip across this crazy <laughs> insanity of a podcast. <laughs> yes. so, wow. These when that been... happens, <laughs> if you'd like to join us, we do have a Facebook group called the Pergill Pod. You can come and say hi over there, or you can drop us a line at thepergillpod at gmail.com. Uh, no matter where you're listening to us, we would really appreciate uh, some kind words as a review and a five-star rating and all that kind of stuff so that more people can join in on this insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Or let us know what to talk about, or, or if if I've gotten any of my planets wrong, too, feel free to to correct me. Feel free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of corrections, and when that happens, we will cover it in Google for the win, <laughs> where we do all of our "this is what we got wrong" stuff. So fair enough. Anyway, We're all right. Until another week. Until another week. Uh, next week we'll be talking about Andor. So if I survive, this is where we'll be. All right. See you later. Bye.